Hi friends, I'm Paige. And I'm Abby. And welcome to a Love Like This podcast. So in this week's episode, we are joined with Stevie Joe, who is one of our many cousins living in the United States. Stevie is now living in Colorado with his beautiful wife, April, and their insanely cute three kids, Adeline Marie, Austin Maverick, and Aaron Meadow. Stevie lives an incredible life led by God and his country. Trying to explain our family tree would take a thousand hours. And so we're just going to get straight into this episode. All right, guys, well, today we are joined here with our cousin Stevie from Colorado in America. Um, And today we are going to be talking, yeah, just all about Stevie and what he does. Steve is so wise when it comes to faith and he's also fighting for his country at the moment and he's a dad and also a husband. Um, So, yeah, we're excited to hear from him and everything that he has to say. So, Steve, we're not a political podcast, like, at all. um, But from someone who is, like, serving your country, we're really interested to hear kind of, like, your thoughts about you know, how having faith, it can change your perspective on worldly events and things like what we're seeing in the world today in America and with COVID and everything like that. So kind of like, how has your faith changed the perspective on it all? So I'll tell you guys that I kind of fell into the military. Um, I had two grandfathers that are both retired. Um, One was Navy, which is the one you guys knew. That's Grandpa DeMondo. And then my other grandfather was in the Air Force, and which is the branch I'm in. And um, was it really like being in the military wasn't a part of my like plan, like as far as like in my mind. So when I was going to school and then got to high school, I always wanted to be a coach. Like I love sports. I played football and baseball. I wanted to go to college, get my degree, then come back. Well, I ended up kind of falling into the military and then ended up getting, and then as do, I told myself, just do your first enlistment, get out, you know, get your school paid for, and then go do what you want to do. Mm-hmm. And something around year one or year two is when I just completely, I completely overwhelmingly fell in love with our country um, as, as far as serving it. Um, I tell people all the time that I have one of the greatest jobs in the world because I serve, in my opinion, one of the greatest countries in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I, what I tell folks is that since I've been saved, what I feel like is now I'm doubly accountable because not only am I serving our country, but I'm serving um, my God. So what I tell people is I think about how Jesus was, you know, how he, how he interacted with everybody. He just didn't come and he didn't have dinner or lunch or breakfast with a certain group of people. And, and so the religious leaders didn't like that. So what I tell, you know, what I try to do is, um, like I'm a living, breathing testament of God's love because like the lifestyle that I used to live before, while, you know, crazy, chaotic, you're young, you know, when you're young, you don't really know any better. You know what I mean? And I didn't really have somebody God's love into me, you know, and, um, and when him and, and actually it's kind of funny, like when him and I met for the first time, um, here I am thinking like, I'm going to go meet, you know, my girlfriend's dad, this is April's dad. And I'm thinking he's going to tell me like, He's going to sit me down and tell me if you, if you mess with my daughter, I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to shoot you, bury you in the backyard, that whole bit. You know, the same thing that us dads all want to tell the guys that are coming over to meet our daughters. Right. Yeah. yeah. And the first, and the first thing he told me, the very first thing he told me that, well, like when he sat me down and he asked me, he says, do you have a relationship with Jesus mm-hmm. Christ? And I just like sat back. Like, I was like, I don't know. I was like, I don't know what that means. I was like, I was born and raised Catholic. So I went to church every now and then but that seed cultivated in 
and just years and years of like of growth, you know? So he always, he never gave up on me. Even when April and I would have our breaks where we would, when we would split up and we'd go our separate ways, he always emailed me when I was deployed, when I was stationed overseas, he would send me spiritual books. He would talk to me. He'd always just be there. And no matter what April and I went through, he was always there for me. And I, what I people is that's, that's true agape love. That's unconditional love. Yeah. And he's been the closest person that's, that's giving me that here on earth. You know what I mean? So kind of going back to that start, that's kind of how like my faith kind of, you know, like I would say restarted like towards my Christian faith was through that. And um, yeah, it me to a, um, um, to a service. And so up until this point, every church service I had ever been to was a Catholic service. So we walk in and we find our seats. So I, so whatever, start the service, they start singing and clapping. And I turn to my friend and (laughs) she's standing up and I'm like, okay, so I guess I should just stand up and start clapping. Right. And I'll never, the first song I ever heard in a Christian service was friend of God. And it's just kind of crazy how that song has stuck with me. And, you know, I am a friend, you know, so that song, it's just all, and so anytime I hear that, I always go back to the very beginning of, and that's kind of how my faith started. So we were out there together. Like I went every Saturday to church service. And as I'm growing in my faith, I need to ask my father-in-law like questions. And um, as I got kind of closer to that moment, I just kind of felt the Holy Spirit just kind of take over me and say, hey, like, what are you waiting for? Like, you know what, you know what I'm saying? You know your purpose. Like, what are you afraid of? You know, and he'll, and like I tell people, God comes up to the very, to the very last step, but you have to take that step to him, right? You have to, you have to be the one that, that goes to him. He's always there for us, right? He's always there, but we have to be the one to make that step. So I got back from that deployment, ended up making that step. I got, I got pretty involved in my church and throughout this time, nothing really changed because I grew up, you, you know, like you treat people with respect. I grew up around all walks of life being, you know, being half Hispanic and then half white. Um, I was around a lot of different type of family. You guys haven't met the other side of my family um, like as much, but like, as you guys know, like grandpa Demando, mm-hmm. he's Filipino, um, like, and he's Mexican, you know? So we have a, so we grew up with a very culturally, like everybody just, well, as I've, as I've kind of become more educated that I didn't see skin color. It's not that I didn't see skin color. Cause I understand that there was, there was, you know, there was African-American people, there was Asian people, there was Hispanic people, there was white people. I just saw people for who they were because of how I grew up. So mm-hmm. I have friends, like if I can show you friends, I can show you a picture from one of my parties. I can, I can remember it like clear as day. I'm in the seventh grade, thir- you know, 12 or 13 years old. And there are all these different kids in the background, right? Mm-hmm. And you don't really see that, you know, like a lot, you usually see a lot of like one denomination or, you know, one race or, you know, it's just, um, it's just one of those things that, you know, people you know, tend to kind of stick together. Like that's not how I was raised. So as I became a Christian, it just seemed more and more like God had had that. He had already kind of put, you know, his hand on me in the very beginning. Cause it wasn't like one of those things, like all of a sudden things just changed and I started treating people in a different way. I started, you know, treating people as, you know, and I started looking at them obviously in different ways, like, you know, God's sons and like God's daughters, because when you start to evaluate that, like when we went to like our premarital counseling, like, and our pastor told us that I'd never really kind of looked at my wife, you know, this is prior woman's daughter. Like, does that make sense? And, and yeah. as, and as like, and as your, you know, as your mom and dad, as you can ask them, what's the one thing that they never want you to feel? And that's pain, right? I'm, I'm like, like, I'm sure Tita Terry and like Tita Rachel would say the same thing. They would say, I never want any of my kids to feel one ounce of heartache. Never want them to feel one ounce of pain. Mm-hmm. But if you think about it, mm-hmm. you guys are daughters of God. So why would, mm-hmm. let's say me, 
I'm a young man and I'm trying to court somebody. Why would I not have that mentality and treat that young lady mm. that? You know what I'm saying? So mentality. And yeah. as I became a Christian and as I got stronger in my faith, I started looking at that and started kind of to put things in a perspective. So that's kind of in a nutshell, back to your question, kind of how things are. I know I went off on a couple of different things there, but um, that's kind of kind of been my walk. You know, it's it's been 10 years strong now. Mm-hmm. You know, every day is a new like as a new challenge, I tell people all the time that just because you're saved doesn't mean that you're safe. Being saved yeah. means that now you have a so now you have, have a target on your back because mm-hmm. the enemy didn't need you. He didn't need to or because you were a part of his team. But now mm-hmm. that we're on God's team, he's going to do everything he can to bring us down. He's going to exploit every weakness we have, just like he did with the snake, right? He mm-hmm. found the weakness in Eve. He found the weakness through, through Eve to Adam. So he knows our weaknesses. Right. Mm-hmm. So we have to be on guard for that. That which is another, you know, thing that I go back to is is being being ready. And I think a lot of us get really complacent and we get really relaxed in our faith. Like, oh, all we do is go to church. We ask mm-hmm. people how they're doing. We're so great. We're happy. But nobody really wants to get into the and talk mm-hmm. like I'm going through something like right now, mm-hmm. or I'm really upset right now, or I was really hurt right now. Nobody really wants to get into that because everybody wants to play the, you know, like what I call the social media face, right? How many mm-hmm. times do you get on social media and see somebody say, hey, I'm depressed? Like, mm-hmm. you don't, right? Mm-hmm. It's always like happy. It's always smiles. It's always, you know, me and this person are yeah, doing great. Nobody sees what's really going on. Mm-hmm. So um, that's kind of, so that's kind of where it is. Just preaching up a storm, man. That's so good. Steve, so Ben's been reading this book called um, The Five People You'll Meet in Heaven. And he has a question for you. question comes from him. He wants to know, what do you think heaven will be like and who might you see there? It's so funny. As I read that question earlier, the first person, um, the first person that comes to mind is my grandpa. Mm. Um, my grandpa and I had a we, we had a very special relationship. Um, he, so being the first child on my parents' side, um, excuse me, like on my dad's side, I spent a tremendous amount of time with my grandma and grandpa. I mean, like a lot of, like a lot, because my mom and dad were very young when they had me. So, you know, both working back then, my grandma watched me. And um, I remember, I can remember being as young as two or three years old, waiting for my grandpa to come home. And we spent a lot of time together we would go on fishing trips like my high school play the high school that I would eventually play for we would go watch their football games he loved football he loved just watching movies at the house you know he would have um, he had like his little snack container where he, he would call his goodies and it just spending that quality time need to have like you didn't need to say a lot being around him um, like if you guys get a chance to read a book called the five love languages like mm-hmm. I know his act, um, like his love language was, um, it was quality time because I could like, I could have my grandpa right here next to me and he would just be a hundred percent happy that he was right here next to me. He didn't have to talk a lot. He didn't have to, you know, like there wasn't like need to be a lot of engagement, but just knowing that he was here. And, um, so him, he was the first person I thought about. So I hope and pray that, um, that, you know, when I, you know, when I go to heaven, I hope he's the first person that greets me. I hope he literally, um, I can just imagine like his embrace because it was, it's so funny because he was the most awkward hugger. Um, like I would always make it, Yeah. Everybody in our family would make fun of him because he just, I think of his upbringing and what he saw because he was in Vietnam and he was a corpsman. 
So he was a medic. And you can imagine if you've read anything about the Vietnam War, with the things he saw and the things he experienced, I can only imagine what it made him and transpired him into a person. Then he has to come back and be a father. Then eventually he's a grandfather. But um, I hope and pray that that hug, it just lasts forever. You know, I just hope that when we go up there, he has his own place, you know, because, you know, God says that we all have our own man. Like everything is designed especially for us, right? So I hope that we go up there and I get, you know, and then from him, I get to see everybody else who's in heaven, like my, like our Abuelita. Um, unfortunately, you girls didn't get a chance mm-hmm. to really you know, get to know her. But I will tell you right now, 100%, because I just told my grandma this about a month ago. She was hands down in my 35 years of life, the most nicest person I've ever met in my life. Like not one bad thing can be said about her. And she took, such, I mean, amazing care. She came, she came from the Philippines, like to Texas, like the year I was born. Um, and it was just kind of like God's plan, right? Like he, he had her there. Yeah. I got to be with her every step of the way, you know, and, um, and, and I'm sure she's going to be right there. I'm curious to know, like, what do you think it's going to be like? So I would think, honestly, no. So you have no sicknesses. There's mm-hmm. no, there's no, um, there's no what we call drama. There's no pain, you know, there's no race, um, like there's a song that like like I've been listening to a lot lately. It's called One Day and it talks about like how we'll experience like like what heaven will be like and every single part of that lyric and excuse me, like every single thing a part of that song um yeah. is what I imagine like what it's gonna be like, you know, and where we won't see each other as 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 a white man or as a black man or as a you know, I think we're just gonna see each other all as family and it's just gonna be a rejoice like every single meal it's just going to be this wide open field where, where you can just, you know, meet people that you have met before. And I just mm-hmm. truly feel like you're going to be, you know, like we'll be at a hundred percent, like, like at our best. Mm-hmm. So there will yeah. be, like I said there, you know, I just lost a young friend, um, like to cancer. He was 17 years old. And I think about how the moment he closed his eyes and went to heaven that he was, he was, he was just perfect. Cause that's mm-hmm. how God makes us. He makes us perfect in his image. Right. We're, you know, we're his masterpiece. So do you mm-hmm. think we're going to be, walk, you know, like in my head, I'm like, of course, we're not going to be walking around like in heaven and, you know, having a, a stuffy nose like I have today or, mm-hmm. you know, or, or having a bad hair day. It's just going to be one yeah. of those moments where every, like every single thing just continuously goes well. You yeah. know what I mean? That's kind of how I see yeah. it. That's kind of how I imagine it being. No, I think, I think the only, I, yeah, I didn't get to know Abuelita well, but I remember Abuelita's room, Tidamari Bell's house, the downstairs one without windows yeah. <laughs> she was really yeah she was so cute she um she, like, yeah she loved to read uh but she i mean she read all the time she i mean seriously if she was outside with us she'd be watching us she'd have a book in her hand like i could guesstimate hundreds hundreds of books that she probably read probably close to a thousand books like like at least in the time that she was in the states um but she loved making us breakfast you know she loved cooking us eggs like my brother he'll attest she probably met you know uh, made the best eggs ever. Um, she loves chocolates. So, you know, like those little chocolate bars, like the, that you can buy them in the variety pack, like the, um, the milk chocolate and then like the Mr. I think that's, that's where, that's, grandpa. that's where grandpa gets it from. Every time. I, that's so funny. Every single time I see those little packages, I think of her because as she got older and I got older, I could like get her stuff, you know, and and Mm -hmm. I remember like, I would like go, if I, if I went to the store and I had money, I would get get her that because I knew that she would like that. I feel, I feel privileged to know that that was, 
like when like when you say or hear things like god i mean like when people say that i met one of god's angels on earth literally i can't imagine losing her husband having four children and then raising them all and then leaving her and then like leaving everything she knew and coming to texas like to be with my grandma and then in the end my grandma was there and was able to her story was a beautiful one. It was so beautiful. And I think about her very often because, you know, she had such a great impact on my life. So yeah, Abuelita was a twin, wasn't she? She did about her uh, and stuff. And I would say outside of probably our great grandpa, I didn't really know too much about like, cause if you guys get into probably talk to your grandpa, cause my grandma has kind of told me this story, mm -hmm. but like when Abuelita and her husband, like when, like our great grandpa got married, their celebration lasted almost a week. Like, it was crazy. Like, I can, yeah, I can only imagine a celebration of a wedding. So you can imagine how how well known those two people, how loved they were, um, and stuff. So I don't really know, I, other than just seeing the pictures. But it's crazy because as as she's as um, well as Grandma and Tita Rose have both gotten older, Tita Rose reminds me a lot of um, of Abuelita. She looks. It's crazy, like how much to me she reminds me of her. So, uh, Tita Rose, if you get a chance to watch this, I miss you and I love you. And please give my love to Tito Eddie and the, and the rest of our family in the Philippines. I miss all of you guys. And I want to get back to the Philippines to see everyone. <laughs> it's like when I retire, like in a few years, it's like I want to take a trip there. And I want to go with my dad because my dad's been there. And obviously, he has all his cousins there. So, like, I want to experience yeah. that. So, maybe we can plan that. We can plan that together and go. But Well, Steve, I was going to ask you, like, this is probably a loaded question, but... Why do you think, like, I don't want to say, like, what are the benefits of becoming a Christian? But why do you think, why do you think having a relationship with God is the best decision of your life? It's easy um, because I know where I want to spend eternity, right? Eternity is what, like, eternity, like, is what it's all about. You know, we know that we're here in a temporary state. We know that we are only here for a limited amount of time, whether that's 80 years, 8 years, 40 years. So I often question this that when I first got saved at 25 years old, why now, you know, why didn't I get saved 10 years before that and to see what my life could have been like. But all I can say is that, and this is going to sound cliche, but everything, everything, everything happens for a reason. Um, everything has led yeah. me to this point, being a father, being a husband. And um, I think about like when I, you know, when I get emotional thinking about my kids and, and thinking about the future, I think about their salvation. I think about that I want 100%, you know, of course, like, of course, what I want to live till I'm 75, 80 years old, of course, right? Because I, I want to see my kids, like, I want to see them grow and I want to see them get married and I want to see my grandkids. But I want to know, like, what I would love to see is be able to see my kids give their life to God and, and to be able to be saved. Yeah. Because then I know that as a father, that I did my job. Because as a father, we are the leaders of our family, right? Mm. We are to, you know, we're to lead our spouse, we are to lead our, our kids. We, we are, gonna show our daughters um, like we're gonna give them the example of the man that they're gonna marry one day and as my son I need to show him like what it's like by how I walk how I talk and again it's one of those things that we're all a work in progress right like just because I got saved automatically didn't mean that I was walking this perfect line because there's no perfect person we only know one of them and he lived a sinless life right tell my guys like the people that work for me like I'm like guys and girls is that if you make a mistake like make it falling forward because then when you pick yourself up or or if somebody gets I mean like someone gives you a hand then you're at least further than where you were before you know before but if mm -hmm. you get knocked back you make sure your you make sure your butt hits mm -hmm. the ground and you don't get knocked all the way back whereas if your butt hits the ground then you didn't go too far and it's and it's always that thing about how you're going to respond how are you going to get back up how are you going to 
how are you gonna face adversity? Mm. And that's to me kind of as so you asked me what's the best thing? I would mm -hmm. tell you it's eternity. It's mm -hmm. where it's 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 you know, it's I don't know, it's just one of those things that you think about like I wanna be in like like in heaven, like with my heavenly father, like like I wanna be with Christ, like I wanna be with every single other person that's led me to this point. You know, and as you guys know, there's a lot of problems right now with with fatherlessness, like in the homes, like in around the world. You know, you can look it up. And, and statistically speaking, when a father is leading his family, no matter what, you know, no matter what they're doing, the kids and the spouse are a higher likely to do it because the father is doing it. Like right now, if I go outside and I go and say, I'm going to go ride my bike or I'm going to go throw or I'm going to go mow the yard. I can almost guarantee you nine times out of 10, my son is going to go outside with me. And mm -hmm. you know why? Because I'm his dad, right? Mm -hmm. So why not? So at the end of the night, when we have our prayer time with my kids, you know, I like, like I'll get out a U version and we go through a Bible app. Those are the things that I'm setting them up for and I'm putting them and I'm creating habits for the now. So that way, as they get older and as they start getting, oh, I'm tired or, you know, I had a long day at school or I had a long day at work. That Holy Spirit will nudge them and say, you know, give that time to God, you know, because he says to you, what's our best, right? So that's kind of it right there. Yeah, yeah. I've just been hearing lately because, I mean, Stevie, we're going to do our testimony episodes eventually, but, and you played a huge role in our, okay. in our testimony. Remember that FaceTime? I think you, I think you posted something about who needs prayer or something like that. And mom like reached out to you and you like FaceTimed uh, and prayed with her. Like I remember that it was when you girls were going through a tough time at school and there were some issues and stuff there. And mm -hmm. I just remember thinking to myself, like, you don't know who you are, who you're going to affect by the words mm -hmm. you say, by your actions. I started like, like I started that Facebook group spreading the love of Jesus like five years ago. And I started it all off of a, all, um, all of a Caleb, a 30 day challenge. Like it was like, like Caleb was doing this 30 day challenge thing where they were like, who all um, like just listen to Caleb music. You guys know what Caleb is, right? And so Caleb like, like, like is a Christian, like it's a music station. And yeah, 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 yeah. So it was one of those things that I started and I went to my Facebook and I posted, I said, Hey, who would be interested in doing a, like a, a like commitment to listen to Caleb for 30 days or more with me? And mm -hmm. it started out with like 40 people. And that Facebook group has now grown to, I, I, I can't remember the number. It's somewhere over 1,500. But every wow. single time I see somebody post for prayers in that group or I, they post a, like a praise report, I think to myself, like, this is all God. And yeah. I just me listening and being obedient, right? And that's what, again, I'm, the reason why I asked you guys in the beginning about why you're doing this, the Holy Spirit had to be working on you guys and had to be telling y'all, hey, this is what, you know, like maybe you should do this. So yeah. it's... It's y'all being obedient to God and showing mm -hmm. him like, hey, I can do this. I can I can stand up and I can be bold for my faith and I can tell people about what you've done for me. That's what mm -hmm. I like like I tell people, you don't need to know the Bible. Like you don't need to know, you know, like Genesis like to Revelation. You don't need mm -hmm. to know that. You know, you all you need to know is you need to know is you be able to tell your story, your testimony and how God is had like like first how he saved you. And then how he's transformed your life, right? So like, that's what I, so that's what I, like, I encourage people to do is just be transparent and just tell people who you are. And that's all I need to do. Because once I start telling people who I am and where I came from, they're like, whoa, like what? Like you're a, and then it's crazy because even the people I grew up with, the people who knew me in my simple ways, and they see me now and they're like, wait, you're a Christian? So I've kind of had to, 
I've had some roadblocks. I've had some obstacles. Some people have told me, or I've made comments like, he's probably not really a Christian. He's just trying to say this stuff. And I tell those people all the time, I'm like, I only have one person to glorify and I only have one person to answer to, not you. You know what I mean? So I say things, things, and what I've come to learn is that everybody's going to love me. Like not everybody's going to love who I am and what I stand for. But there's yeah. one person in particular who made me, who created me, and who loves me exactly who I am, how I am. And that's mm-hmm. what it's about. You know what I'm saying? So your mom, your family, everybody, I feel like this has all been, like, God has been working this plan now for a few years. And that's why as soon as y'all jumped on this thing, I was like, anytime I can get on in here and talk to y'all, I'm all about it. Like, yeah. I would love to have it, you know, just to have this opportunity to yeah. do this with you guys. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on. We're going to have to plan a trip to Colorado and come see you guys. Yeah, please do. You guys are you're more than welcome. You guys are, you know, not just family, you know, like I said, we're brothers and sisters in Christ, you know, it's, you know, that type of relationship. I feel like God has really got, I mean, if you think about it, I don't, I have a lot of cousins all over the world and your family has, it sticks out, you know, and that's not by accident. So I'm so, again, thank you. I'm so proud of you. Continue to be obedient and, mm. and, and uh, like, and be faithful, you know, because, you know, like these are the times right now that you are literally laying the foundation for your life. You know, what, like what you're going to expect, you know, after when you start your job or, and then like how God is going to use you. So continue mm. to do that. And, you know, and I'll always be here and there's anything you guys ever need, you know, I'm here for you guys. So thank you again. Thank you so much. Thank you. Well, we are just so beyond thankful for having Stevie join us this week. We are beyond humbled for the feedback and love that we received from Charlize's episode last week. It blew us away. Thank you guys so much for all the encouragement which she received. In next week's episode, we take it to the streets, the online COVID safe streets, and ask all of you guys for questions about life, faith, and love in our first Q&A exclusive. Have an amazing day, guys. Bye.